okay, this shit is getting ridiculous. It stopped recording again, uh, saying that it's the browser itself. So uh, I'm sitting here using fucking Google Chrome, and that shit still just seems to not be working. Um, I'm likely going to have to switch browsers here, but uh, this is getting out of hand here. Um, so I'm just kind of letting it go to see if it's going to keep recording or not. Now the browser says it's not letting me record. Wonder if I change items here. It's still recording. Seems to get after a couple of minutes. I'm going to go back to the whole Dyson Sphere thing. Um, so welcome to the LMA scenario moment. My name is Brad Hathcock. Uh, you know, I'm going to be doing a solo episode today without Aaron. Uh, I'm trying to test out a new laptop. Uh, you know, we had a lost episode ultimately that... Uh, was uploaded, I believe, only on Spotify, but heavily chopped together and, and put together. Uh, Aaron did a wonderful job there. Um, something's been going wrong with my laptop and everything, and it's not recording my tracks. Um, so we've had some issues, obviously, switching over to this Riverside platform. But that's okay. We're going to work through them and get past it. Um, so I am going to be on my own today. I'm testing out a couple things uh, with my laptop to make sure that I can get the best video and audio recorded possible. Uh, but a couple of subjects I'm, I'm going to talk about today. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Americans trying to flee Sudan. I'm going to talk about Ukraine a little bit um, in terms of NATO membership. Um, you know, touch on a couple of other topics as well that we may not get to in some more future podcasts, uh, and we want that information to still be very relevant. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to talk about was kind of an update on the Dyson Sphere that I did in my last episode. Uh, you know, I like to talk about science and, and different things of that nature. So, um, you know, the Dyson Sphere, I think it's a very interesting, cool kind of topic. Uh, it's a theory that goes around, you know, just to refresh everybody's memory about building an uh, object to encapsulate the sun. And ultimately, it would provide the entire Earth with like unlimited uh, solar power so that we could completely move away from, you know, obviously uh, nuclear power, gas, um, you know, fossil fuels, all that kind of shit. So, uh, but it comes out uh, that obviously the resources are not possible uh, here basically on Earth. And I was just reading an article about the possibility of liquidating Jupiter as an entire planet. Uh, so it would likely just be gone in order to get the resources that we need to build a Dyson Sphere. Uh, Going to advise against that shit. Uh, obviously, we don't know what the unintended consequences are of doing something like that. You know, uh, the 
the universe kind of works in like this crazy balance um, for things. And I if you start removing mass from the planet Jupiter, then you could just throw everything out of orbit. You could fuck up something in the solar system. Uh, you know, we kind of our solar system lives in like a harmony with each other and everything kind of works off of each other in, in my opinion. So uh, I don't think that that's a good idea. Um, you know, obviously I, I think building a Dyson sphere is like kind of a cool idea, but obviously highly unlikely to happen, uh, especially in our lifetime. Um, and probably in the next 50 or 60 lifetimes, um, especially given that, you know, the exhaustive resources that likely don't even exist here on earth at any decent abundance, um, in order to accomplish something like this. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where it lies. Uh, it's probably the last time I'll even talk about a Dyson sphere, but, uh, I think it's pretty cool that the scientific community gets to throw out, uh, these different theories and things like that. Um, but you can't really date a model for, uh, <laughs> eliminating basically a whole new planet, uh, within our solar system. Like, you know, the data models for climate change, uh, come out all the time and, uh, you know, they're pretty much always been wrong. Uh, but, you can't even date a model for a complete just uh, obliteration of a different planet in order to build a Dyson sphere. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Uh, so, you know, I think, um, again, this is probably the last time I'll talk about a Dyson sphere, but I just think it's interesting. So if people want to look into that, I would say go uh, go look into it. Uh, you know, a, a big thing that I feel is kind of flying under the radar currently in American politics um, is the situation in Sudan. Um, and basically what's happening right now is that Americans were being told to uh, leave because there's a civil war going on in Sudan. And uh, I believe it's from two different military factions that are trying to uh, – basically take over control um and it's getting pretty nasty there so americans were told that they need to get out um but they won't send the military really to help get people out uh so they are hiring private security contractors to evacuate them uh as well as other foreign nationals um, again, the U.S. government has indicated no plans to assist with the civilian evacuations. I believe that there is some 16,000 um, civilians living in Sudan, uh, private citizens at least, that remain in the country. And so people are kind of starting to compare this uh, a little bit to uh, basically the uh, 2021 American withdrawal from Afghanistan. Um, you know... 70 staffers got evacuated from the embassy uh, in Sudan, uh, but that still leaves, again, 16,000 people, um, you know, remain in the country. Um, you know, of course, the government has come out and said that they've advised Americans not to travel to Sudan uh, since August of 2021. Um, and the embassy in Khartoum uh, had a security alert on April 16th. Uh, due to uncertain security situations in Khartoum uh, and that they closed the airport. So Americans should have no expectation of a U.S. government-coordinated evacuation at this time. Uh, 
that's a tough one. You know, uh, this administration got raked over the coals for how bad Afghanistan ended. And as much as I obviously wanted us to be out of Afghanistan completely, um, they still botched it. You know, um, I can be critical of the government for that. Of course, they did what I thought was right and, and what I wanted in moving out of Afghanistan. Uh, but they kind of fucked up on getting out of there. Uh, you know, there's still today, um, you know, translators and things like that in Afghanistan who uh, helped the U.S. soldiers and things like that who are probably being persecuted for sure, uh, probably being murdered in their homes by the Taliban, um, you know. There's a movie about that now called The Covenant that just came out with Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's kind of about that whole situation about, uh, you know, interpreters who helped the U.S. Uh, if they didn't get out and didn't get to the U.S. Um, on some kind of visa, um, kind of got fucked. Uh, you know, they were taking people's uh, IDs and stuff and seeing if they were on interpreter lists. And uh, it just kind of became really, really shitty and, and problematic. Um, and we're kind of seeing the same thing happen in Sudan, you know, 16,000 American lives. Uh, that is no small feat, for sure. You know, that's a lot of people. Um, but you know, when you're the US government, you should be protecting your, uh, you know, you should be protecting your people here. You do have an embassy there, and you got all of them out. Um, sure, they kind of made the, the choice to live there, um, but Brittany Griner or whatever her name is fucking, you know, made the choice to take weed to a, a country where that's illegal, and we traded a warlord for, for her. So uh, I would say that the 16,000 Americans are probably more important than Brittany Griner ever uh, is, was, or will be. Um and that we should actually focus our efforts there to get the people out of Sudan. Um, you know, there. I hate government spending, but sometimes some things are worth spending money on. Uh, and sometimes things aren't. Uh, speaking of things that aren't worth spending their money on, uh, uh, going to Ukraine. Uh, everyone knows that I actually, well... The way Aaron makes me seem is that I completely oppose Ukraine, uh, and that's just not true. Um, I don't. I don't believe that any sovereign nation should have their borders invaded, and uh, if that happens, I'm all for uh, actually going to war for that. Um, but this is kind of different. Um, they are not a NATO country, and you know we'll actually kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, but... We are only really bound to protect NATO countries uh, with military aid and everything else. And, you know, as I've pointed out on this show before, most of the aid that we give to Ukraine does not even actually go towards its military. Uh, we're pretty much propping up their entire economy financially. But what was interesting um, is that the chief editor for a magazine called Defense Express uh, in Ukraine says that the Ukrainian military needs $1.5 trillion in military aid for a war breakthrough. Um, so basically, the, the editor-in-chief for, for this uh, magazine uh, kind of had a, a radio interview and, and basically has an understanding of the Ukrainian uh, armed forces needs 
Um, he's saying that the, the calculations that were provided were correct and goes on to say that if we understand that Ukraine has already received over $50 billion in aid uh, in just over a year, then 10 times more, which is $1.5 trillion, uh, would be enough to completely tip the balance of power in favor of the Ukrainian armed forces. Uh, that's a lot of fucking money. Uh, that's an absolute lot of money. Uh, you know, it, that's probably about the amount of money the Pentagon loses every every fucking year uh, since they can't pass an audit. But um, that's I'm not here nor there for this conversation necessarily. Um, but he also says that this will certainly make it one of the most heavily armed armies in the world by all parameters. I don't think we want that either, right? Um, do we want to give Ukraine unfettered power uh, by just providing them as much military aid as necessary? Uh, $1.5 trillion just doesn't come out of thin air um, as we've all been dealing with record high inflation and sure starting to come down, uh, but we're starting to kind of lose the economy too. Um, you know, banks are really struggling. Uh large corporations are laying people off by tens of thousands and um i think we're really going to be hurting as an economy so like do we want to just poof print 1.5 trillion more dollars to to send to ukraine while also making them pretty much uh the most well-equipped army in the entire world i don't know that that's necessarily what our aim is or should be uh but that's ultimately what they're kind of going for. Um, you know, they want to protect their, their country, which I fully get and I fully understand that. Um, but that's just not going to happen. Uh, 1.5 trillion is, is an unreal amount of money. Uh, it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, we've been sending them different tanks and, and armored vehicles and, and things like that and like what more could you know 1.5 trillion dollars uh bring them i don't know uh you know they're getting air defense systems you know they're they're getting all of these things with billions and they want 1.5 trillion like that's just an unheard of number in in my opinion and you know with the the leaks that came out and everything saying that you know Basically, they're not even sure if Zelensky has a hold on his his own government and that they're just kind of doing whatever they want. And, you know, that they've been lying about this war in Ukraine a little bit about numbers and and things like that. And, you know, obviously we haven't really seen any oversight of anything. We have uh, foreign boots on the ground. We have U.S. boots on the ground. I mean, it was pretty damning that when these leaks came out and so it's like now they're saying okay uh, all these leaks came out um supposedly Zelensky and his cabinet have embezzled over 400 million dollars so far if that's true um then how much money is he going to make off that 1.5 billion i mean we can't keep doing this. We have to get some kind of audit in there. We have to make sure that this money is actually going towards what they say it's going to. Um, you know, the, the U.S. government's been actually tapping Zelensky's phones and, and watching over him because they don't trust him. 
and that was part of the leaks so it's like you know everybody's flying these uh you know these ukraine flags and, and everything else and uh you know that's that's a you know they got to support ukraine and like i do i i'd support ukraine i just don't like taxpayer dollars funding all this kind of shit like that's just not my mo it never has been it, it never will be um the taxpayers need some reprieve we need to be cutting government budgets um slashing military budget you know shit like that uh but you know there's there's just problems all over the place and you know again i i like to stress that ukraine is not a nato member so we we're funneling all this money to ukraine plus funneling all this money to nato and eventually uh you know if russia wins out in this war uh then we're just going to be going to war with russia because they'll probably actually attack a nato member uh with that being said Hungary's deputy speaker states that Ukrainian uh, NATO membership is only possible with Russia's agreement. Um, as we know, they've been kind of trying to usher Ukraine into NATO um, through talks. And, you know, they started putting in Sweden and I think it was Finland. And, you know, they're starting to come into NATO as well. So obviously NATO expansion is is going to happen. Um and is happening but ukraine is not going to be part of that um you know the ukrainian speaker or uh, my apologies uh the hungarian speaker duro said that budapest uh sees no circumstances that would allow hungary to support nato expansion by admitting ukraine to the bloc uh she said as long as ukraine's borders are disputed and armed conflict continues even NATO's own rules preclude Kiev's uh, accession to the alliance. Uh, without the risk of war, Ukraine's accession is only possible if Russia approves it in the form of a certain agreement. So, as we all know, that ain't going to happen. Um, you know, Russia is never, ever, ever going to agree to allow Ukraine into NATO, um, even even if you know Ukraine beats them. It's, that Ukraine ever back and, and they end the war and, and come to some kind of peace agreement, there's virtually no chance it gets into into NATO. Um, I, th I think that's just kind of like off limits. Um, they, they want this to happen, um, as I'm sure a lot of people want it to happen, but yeah, I believe that every member, uh, every acting member... Um, has to vote to allow um, them to come into NATO. And I just really don't think that that's going to, to happen at all. Um, especially Hungary would have to go back on, on what they said. So apparently uh, I'm reading here, new members for NATO have to be invited by a consensus of current members. Uh, and decisions to invite new members must take into account the required ratification process in the member states. Um and in the case of the United States, uh, those decisions are made by consulting Congress. Well, as we know, uh, I, Republicans kind of aren't really with Ukraine for sure. Uh, that's a big part of it. Um, I don't know that they would decline NATO membership 
to them um, in Congress, even in a, a heavily Republican-held Congress uh, in any fashion. I just don't think that that's really going to happen, but uh, it's definitely possible. I don't, I don't see why it's not, um, but we don't, we just kind of don't really know what this is going to look like. Um, you know, this war is probably going to escalate before it, before it starts to die down. And, you know, that's a concern. Uh, part of the leaks we saw is like, obviously we know Russia is not very great at being armed, uh, but apparently they're learning to go invisible by using like space blankets to hide their heat signature. Uh, so they find ways, um, but they may or may not actually have to keep finding ways as uh, Iran is actually sending arms to Russia. Um, and that's that's a big deal. You know, obviously Russian munitions uh, aren't really considered uh, the greatest or the best in, in any fashion. But, uh, you know, the thing that Iran does really well is actually reverse engineer captured U.S. weapons, um, and then they could turn around and sell them to the Russians. Um, but ultimately, uh, you know, this article showing Iran shipped 300,000 artillery shells and a million rounds of ammo uh, to Russia within six months. That's a lot. That is a definite lot of artillery, uh, a lot of ammunition. I'm sure they will go through that very, very quickly. Um, you know, officials in the Middle East said that the last shipment of, of weapons uh, known to have crossed the Caspian Sea uh, to Russia left Iran in early March aboard a cargo ship. Um, it was a six, 460 foot Russian vessel and it carried a thousand containers with 2000 artillery shell, uh, shells. Uh, but as it shows, they've amassed, uh, over 300,000 artillery shells and, uh, you know, a million rounds of, of ammunition. So that's quite a lot. Um, obviously. And, you know, you, you kind of never know. They could be, they could send other stuff. Um, they could very well start to send, uh, jets or some kind of like missile systems. We don't, we just don't know necessarily what Iran has. Um, because again, they, they do reverse engineer these American, um, military, uh, like options or whatever that, you know, they, if, if they capture something, they're very good at, uh, just taking it apart and, and rebuilding it, uh, for themselves and kind of figuring out how our, you know, all of our stuff works. Uh, you know, China basically does the same thing with software and, and, uh, you know, obviously other intellectual properties and things like that. So it's, uh, just definitely part of a concern. And, you know, I think that covers a, a obviously a big part of, of the war, um, so the last topic I want to touch on uh, is the Tucker Carlson and uh, Don Lemon being let go um, from Fox and CNN, respectively. Uh, you know, Tucker Carlson supposedly was being let go due to some uh, open discrimination lawsuit that he has against him Uh Don Lemon pretty much just let go because his ratings are dog shit. Um, you know, he's been moved around a lot, and that's kind of the the telltale sign that something's going wrong with, with whatever you're doing. And uh, he's been let go. What was funny is he kind of, like, tweeted something out that 
uh, he kind of had no idea things were coming and uh, he didn't even get uh, personally fired by the CEO or anything like that. And then Twitter, uh, CNN tweeted that that's absolutely not true and that he was offered an in-person meeting and he declined it and turned it down. So he goes on lying, uh, you know, obviously just like Fox and CNN do. Um, he might struggle to find some work. Uh, just because he's his ratings were were low, you know, and um, he's done. He's just kind of disparaged women a little bit, saying like they're not in their prime in their fifties and and things like pretty innocuous stuff ultimately. But um, he seems like kind of arrogant, kind of like a kind of a cunt. I don't know. And um, now he's out, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes. He'll probably try his own podcast or streaming or something like that, because that's what everybody needs is a Don Lemon podcast. Um, probably have less downloads than us. Who knows? Um, but Tucker Carlson, I think, has uh, a big, big payday in his future. Uh, OAN could snatch him up or something along those lines. Um you know, anyone I think would be really, really pushing for Tucker. Uh, I believe he had some of the highest ratings out of any new show that was on TV. Uh, he's a pretty smart guy. I, I know a lot of people don't like him, but um, if you listen to him and you, you actually look at his credentials and things like that, he's actually a pretty smart guy. Um, he was he was on um, what's her name uh, Tulsi Gabbard's podcast, and I, I listened to that and. Um, I, I actually couldn't believe some of the things that I heard him say um, about himself. And, uh, you know, I think that he has a future going for him, then he's probably going to get a pretty big payday. So, like, it's not a big deal. Um, to me, the, the whole Don Lemon one was funny because Tucker seems to just be taking it like, yeah, whatever, like, I'll take my money. But Don Lemon's sitting here fucking complaining about it and then, you know, getting blasted by CNN on Twitter over his uh, obviously lie uh, in his thought process. So I find that whole situation pretty funny. Um, and who knows, you know, these these people get recycled all the time unless they get canceled. And you're not canceling Don Lemon, I guess. Um, people don't want to attack him for sure. Uh, but he's really just not a good journalist. He sucks he's an awful talking head um so bye don see ya bye tucker uh you might actually be missed um but that's all i have for you today really um you know what i've been watching lately i started this show from i've seen it in multiple articles um uh i believe a third season is coming out on amazon prime uh, this month, actually, maybe it might already be out, uh, or might be out in a couple days. Uh, but it's like a horror series along the lines of like the haunting of Hill house. Um, there was one, I can't even remember the name of it. It was also on Netflix, um, where this priest turns out to be a vampire. I can't even remember the, the name of the show, but that was actually pretty good. I think it was called midnight something. Um, and that's pretty much it, you know. I've uh, been reading a book about serial killers and stuff, which I find pretty interesting. Um, but not a lot going on. Um, just again, trying to record this episode to make sure that the video and audio sync up uh, properly and that my video actually stays on. Um, 
this time it seems to have worked. Um, but catch everybody next time.